So last night concluded the 10-part documentary on the Michael Jordan and the 90 Chicago, 98 Chicago Bulls type of last dance. Right. Um, what, how you feel about it so far? What did you think about it? I think um, it was really good. It was really, really good, actually. Uh, it ended up being more about the whole... Uh, legacy of Jordan. Uh, I think I said that on a previous episode, and I thought it would, was going to be before. Right. Like, obviously, it, it did focus a good amount from that footage of that last season, and then taking back to the past and seeing how you got to certain points. So they bridge they bridge ninety eight with stuff to the past and how we got there. Um, well, I thought it was going to be like when I first heard about it. I thought it was going to be a lot. Really, just focused on the last year, so I actually kind of I like the twist that they put on it. It was pretty, it was pretty cool. I definitely learned some stuff that I didn't learn, and um, that's why I had to pause. I definitely learned some things that I didn't know, but what I did know going in is that Jordan was the goat and that he still is the goat. Hey, on that note, I'm Jazz W. Appreciate it. We are the Hoopers. Um, I thought so. I loved it. I thought it was really. I thought it was great. I thought it was uh put together pretty well. I like how in the last couple parts of it, you know, especially the last two, they were actually, you know, they got Reggie to talk mm-hmm. about John Stockton. Um, Charles John Stockton. He's John Stockton is. Jalen Rose. The most, yeah, shout out Jalen Rose. John Stockton is probably the most underrated point guard ever. He get like no respect. Kind John Stockton had those two rings that Isaiah Thomas has. I think right. more people consider John Stockton the top three point guard. Yeah, John Stockton was a hooper. Like, yeah, he got assists, but uh, people don't know the big shots. That he, yeah, but not even that. People don't know the big shots that he yeah, had. He had one to take him to the finals. Yeah. Exactly. So he he did some things offensively for them too that wasn't just passing the balls to Carl Malone. And some people may think that's what they always say about him. John Stockton was legit. So it was cool to see him on there. Um, shout out to John Stockton. But other than um, I thought. At the end, Jerry Reinsdorf coming out and saying, you know, that he told Phil he can come back after the season, Cap. after the everything. <laughs> Cap. I don't believe him. Yeah, like, I don't believe him. You know, you should say that's something you say at the beginning of the season. Even if you don't, you know, if you, even if you do agree with crowds not want to bring him back at the beginning of the season, at least don't let him say that. Don't go that far. Like, right. No matter what happens this year, you're not coming back. Right. That is, he started off the the season with telling Phil Jackson you can go eighty two and zero, and you won't be coaching this team next year. So Cross was clearly already ready to move on, um, but you you think what could have happened if they did uh, come back? Because uh, if you don't know, that next season was a lockout short year, um, and the Spurs won the championship over the Knicks. The Knicks were the eighth seed. And they, uh, you know, they, I was actually just looking at Allen Houston make the shot yeah. to get them the, uh, the win, uh, in the, the first round or whatever to be the first, the second AFC to advance past the first round. But with the season starting lockout short year, that was like, uh, I mean, Miami's first championship with LeBron with a lockout short year. Um, 
short it one you get more time off, especially for those older older legs on somebody right. like Jordan. Uh, that's it. I'm talking if the team comes back. Um, to not think that the team wouldn't retool that piece. The only thing that the big asterisk would have been Scotty Pippen because Pippen was pretty much done with Krause, and Krause probably was pretty much done with Pippen. So he's the biggest asterisk. So it's like, does Krause make a move? Um, I know Jordan said in the documentary that, you know, if he knew that it was a legit chance that everybody could come back, like it was legitimately not just somebody saying it now because – he wasn't trying to have Phil back. Um, but if he knew it was a legit chance that they could all come back, he said he would have talked to Pippen. And maybe Pippen would have decided, all right, I'll sign a one-year deal, you know, to see what's going to happen. And maybe you just get paid off that one year. Because people try to throw around the money. And I've seen um, some of the uh, – I wish I had the article uh, name. But I was reading an article how – I'm pretty sure David Aldridge said it too. It was set up where Jordan could have got his $30 million. Pippen could have got $20 million. Um, Rodman could have got paid, and they still could have kept the, the other core of the team together. Do they, it. They didn't want to do it. They didn't want to pay that money for an aging team because they was in such a rush to rebuild. But so the biggest what if is Pippen because maybe you don't figure out with Pippen. Like we were just saying uh, off air that we felt like Cross was trying to get rid of Pippen anyway. In ways, you right. know, he loved Cool Coach. Cool Coach was the European Magic Johnson. Um, then he was really in love with Tracy McGrady. As a matter of fact, he almost signed Tracy McGrady when McGrady ended up signing Orlando. He chose between Orlando and Chicago, and he picked Orlando because that you know that's home to him. Um, so he maybe they trade Pippen for McGrady there, and it's Jordan and McGrady or whatever. But if they gonna give, excuse me, they gonna give him one year. Maybe they they bring them all back. He just say let's do it, but. To be in a short year, Jordan with some extra time off now, season over, and now you went through this. I'm I'm willing to bet that they could have won the championship again. But even if they didn't, what's the difference in rebuilding? It's not like they were going to get the number one pick for that draft coming up, so they weren't about to get Tim Duncan. So what's the difference in rebuilding this season, next season, or the following season? You're going to rebuild, but if you plan for championships, isn't that the goal? So – and I said to you, I think the fear was Jordan wasn't going to lose, so they were never going to get him out of there. But it's like, realistically, he was going to lose at some point. Like, if whoever else coached the Lakers, fully developed Kobe and Shaq, they was eventually going to be a championship contender. So they were going to get there. Utah was really good, despite what our friend Dez may think. Utah was a really good team. And they were going to have a chance to get back there. Seattle, despite what Dez thinks, <laughs> shout out to Dez. They were really good, also. And people I don't know, the second year, not in the 72 wins, but Seattle had the best record in the West that year. So you just don't don't really know um, what's going to happen. But with this, the season shortened, back to, to just the point of that, then Jordan really kind of just gearing up for the playoffs. It's low managing without low managing. You play in a shortened year. So then you get into the playoffs, and once we're in the playoffs, uh, we're taking Jordan. But – uh, they, I think they had to be afraid that he wouldn't leave, or if they lost, 
I we lost maybe it was just one, so then he gonna come back one year. So when was he really gonna retire? But you just think he was getting up there in age. I said that at worst, if he plays two more years, who cares? You lose one, I right, we ain't really lose it. Let's see if we really right. lost it. Then you come back one more time, and it's like all right, we done. Now you can rebuild, and it was it's nothing wrong with that. But Krause was ready to move on from Phil for whatever reason. Um, he was ready to move. That's what I would like. He didn't, he didn't want him to get like. rid of Jordan, as we said. He ain't really. I don't think he cared. Jordan is Jordan, so Jordan could have came back, but he wasn't begging Jordan to come back. Right. I would. That's what I would like to see. I know Jerry isn't here to. Uh, Jerry Krause isn't here to give his parts on what happened and how he feels about things. But I would like to hear what was the real reason you don't want Phil to come back. Right, he basically yeah. had picked Phil as an assistant, as an ex- a successor to Doug Collins, right. as a person you want to lead this team. Right. So mm-hmm. at what point in their time together did Phil become a problem, right. or what was the problem, I guess? Exactly, because as you said before, like we talked about before, he 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 loved Tex. Uh, he loved the triangle. Tex taught Phil the triangle. He was trying to get Doug to take over the triangle, so why not just hire Tex? So clearly he, had, he, he liked Phil. Right. So it's like, because even still, like now, even if you think about it like this, once you lose Phil, you also lose Tex. So were you thinking that Tex was going to stay and teach to him? Like, was he not, was he not expecting him to leave with Phil? Because it's like, what's the point of, you know, Tex done built this rapport and this relationship with Phil yeah. where he had, well, they both understand each other and they understand the language. Tex would been Tex would have just been been just as old as Phil, right? Tex want to teach that to next, right? They to the next teacher, and to your point, what did Tex do after Phil left? He followed him. He went with him to the Lakers. So, you know, y'all don't know Tex has uh, eleven championships. Also, as an assistant coach, he got every championship that Phil has with the Bulls with the Lakers. Oh, Tex is right. one of Kobe's favorite. Coaches, right? So, so it was like, what? I don't get the theory R. behind. R. I don't, right? R. P. Kobe. I don't get the the thinking behind letting Phil go for Tim Floyd. If you don't know, I'm like, I guess I'm guessing you think it takes gonna come. He gonna I mean he gonna stay and he gonna teach Tim everything, and then you hoping that you know you can teach the players as well over the over the over the off season, which is a thought. But if you think about it with Phil. Phil wasn't just some um, off-season hiring. Phil was already on the bench learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you? I mean, I guess he had to really believe in Tim Floyd to want to get rid of a five-time coach at the beginning of the season, knowing he was going to get rid of a five-time coach at the end of the season going since last year. And the, as they say, I think he – like, Carlos clearly was a good GM. Even Scottie Pippen called him a greatest GM of all time. Um, which is, I mean, it's up to debate, but he's in there to debate because he did he everything on that Bulls team he put together other than Michael Jordan. Jordan's already there, um, but he had to have seen something in Tim, maybe like what he saw in Phil because he did strike right in Phil. So maybe right. you thinking like I could do it again. It's just like at the end of the day, he wanted to trade like Pippen for McGrady. That wasn't just like a. Shot in the dark thing. He really liked McGrady. Grady's in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So I he, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't wrong. But I just think he was just wrong in what he was trying to do. It. But how he was going about it. Some of the movies. He wanted to keep. I think it was all built in him wanting. 
the the credit for it, opposed to what's right. To right. Do. So I like to say so yeah. So like well, you know, I got Phil here. We want Phil now. Watch me do it again with Tim. And, uh, I, and, and Tim Floyd was a terrible fucking coach. Right. He was the coach of Iowa State at the time. I think I don't really remember. Um, terrible. Yeah. So now, like, say, oh, I I drafted Scotty. Guess who could be the next version of Scotty? First, you do that with Kukoc. Then you come back and you do it with McGrady. Uh-huh. And then it's like, boom, I was right again. Now we still win, and I'm doing it. So right, now you finally get the credit. Because he, he was solidly right with Kukoc. Kukoc was a really good player. And matter of fact, his role had to change when Jordan came back because he was a, you know, <laughs> looking at the context of that. He got the shot that Scotty won. He got the shot, but when you look at the context of it, going back, which I didn't know, he had been getting them shots all season. So he he had hit a couple last-minute shots. So, you know, he's kind of right in a way with Kukos. Who knows where he would have been if Jordan didn't come back. Because once Jordan came back, he had to become a complimentary piece. And then once you develop into that, you are what you are. But to your point, like, you're trying to show, like, yeah, I can do it again. I can do this again. I even think about it to even a lesser extent. You bring in, you draft Ron Artest. It's a defensive forward. Scotty Pippen, a defensive forward. Ron Artest probably doesn't have the offensive skill that Scotty has, but. He stayed looking for that wing. Ron yeah. Mercer. Ron Mercer, Jamal Crawford. Um, his last, I'm, excuse me, I don't want to say that's his last pick, but the last one I remember uh, was Jay Williams. Jay Williams. He clearly made some people after that, I believe, but I don't know. I can't remember when Paxson. Took over. I don't feel like looking it up. Right. He clearly was looking for that guard wing player, though. Uh, the only big that I can remember him drafting was uh, Eddie Curry. Yeah. He, he did well, I guess for Tyson Chandler. for Tyson Chandler. So. Yeah. But then I guess that's even smart because you see how, you know, you see the teams that's winning. The Lakers and the Spurs. Yeah, the time. Yep, yep. Had to stop Shaq. You had to stop Shaq. So, you had to go against Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan and David Robinson. So, so. You know, they don't pan out how you think they are, but those are smart picks. Well, they don't pan out. Well, Eddie Curry doesn't pan out at all. Right. But Tyson Chandler doesn't he, pan out for you. Yeah, he had to, he developed over time. So, Krause, like you said, Krause clearly knew the game. He knew how to put stuff together. I wouldn't even just say he knew the game. He knew how to scout, he knew how to scout talent as far as especially with the players because Jay Williams, I mean, Jay Williams got a motorcycle accident. That is what it is. But he was on his way to having a good career. If you don't remember, like I mean, he was uh rookie, already second, first team. Second rookie of the year voting. Yeah, behind Yao Ming. Um, I mean, not Yao Ming. Uh, um, uh, Mars Stoudemire would have won the rookie of the year that year. So he he was a good pick. Jamal Crawford was ended up being a good player. Um, Tyson Chandler is a champion defensive player of the year. He liked McGrady. McGrady's in the Hall of Fame. Ron Artest. He won defensive player of the year. So he, he knew talent and stuff. He just he got his own way, uh, as it been said over and over. Um, so I want to talk about something else that was interesting throughout this a constant thing was Dennis Rodman. And I saw somebody say about Dennis that uh, Dennis was the perfect example of I'm going to show up and do my job and leave me the hell alone otherwise because he had the Vegas trip. And right. then you got the WWF thing or was WWE. that NC, WWE or was that uh, WCW. WCW at the time? Um, I thought the Vegas thing was cool. I, I didn't have a problem with that um, because at the end of the day, he went to field and he was like, yo, I need some time off. Like like normal people do at their jobs a lot of times. 
even though we know they don't work the way that we work, but people right. don't take vacations and stuff like that. And he at least he at least went to them, and then he was carrying a bigger load with Scotty being did. hurt. Right. Um, so I need some time off if today's players taking load management, honestly. But he's like, I'm going to go to Vegas. I mean, if he get a day or two off, you, honestly, you can't do whatever you want. These guys are rich, so their days off won't be the same as my day off. Like, right. we got a French out to Vic, uh, you know, on his days off. He's fly to another city because he had flight flight privileges. He would just do it on his days off. All right. He he could be off two days. He could be off just one day. <laughs> Remember, he would just fly somewhere and come back. I seen this dude fly somewhere, go buy some stuff, and then fly back the same day just because he could do that. So it was really a problem with that. I don't think the one in the finals was cool though because only not that he did the WCW thing. Your free time, you can do what you want. Jordan was smoking a cigar. Gambling during his free time, so you can, you can do what you want, but to not tell anybody and then you miss practice, that see that that shows a little uh, uh, unfocused that you should at least went to them, and clearly he knew that he had some extra time off because you don't hear about him missing another practice or somebody coming to get him. Right. So clearly it was you know because you know after the finals they got a couple more days in between, mm-hmm. um, you know usually you. You might get two days off. I think the finals, depending on when the game is, you might get three. Sometimes you get one. Right. And so if you miss practice, it's just like you're giving yourself an extra day or whatever. And who even knows? At that time, Phil was good with them not practicing long. They probably didn't even practice that long or whatever. I think it could have been set up where he could have did that, caught his flight, and still did what he had to do. Or at least told somebody, and if you're still going to do it, they were gonna find you anyway. Take the fine, do what you gotta do, whatever. I don't know, but I just think in the finals, you can't just leave your team and not say nothing. And then when we finally figure out where you at, it's kind of, they stop somebody saw you on TV. Right, we see you on TV. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think that's a good one. The Vegas thing, like I think it was cool, but um, people say, well, if that would happen today in social media, at the end of the day, if Kawhi has the day off and He's in LA and he chooses to go to Vegas on his day off. What's wrong? What's wrong with that? If LeBron want to go to Vegas on his day off. What's wrong with that? I mean, it's noted that players do that. Um, I mean, I remember a couple years ago when LeBron played with Cleveland. He they was off for a couple of days. He went to Miami. Um, Odell Beckham got killed when he did it during in football. I remember during the before the playoff game, he went to Miami. And then he played bad, but it, he played bad at the end of the day. So. That's why it's a story. But what if he comes out there and he gets three touchdowns, have 160 yards? I'm not saying football, but I'm just saying it's it's really not a problem. It was his day off. He didn't right. break no rules. Right. So shoot, if that's what you want to do with your day off, maybe I mean you rich. The flight don't cost nothing for them. So why not go relax? Like, hey, I got an extra day off. I'm going to Miami today. Why not? So how do you think he would survive in the social media era? Yeah. Ugh. Um, Somebody would have called him like This is the thing They would have tweet- found about it qu- quick Because you're going to see him on TV And you would have heard tweeting about it This Robin will be on WCW tonight Yeah I don't. And Robin I don't think Robin's personality would change So which means he wouldn't care Right he's but still going to do think, it anyway right <laughs> I think the media As far as press conferences go mm-hmm. Oh his teammates are going to catch hell Because <laughs> at the end of the day 
they're the ones going to be answering questions. Do you, do you think that would make a team not want to have them on their roster? Yeah. Because now you got to deal with that, and it's like, all right, you're a distraction. Yeah, in, today, even, in today's game, with yeah. his performance. In today's game, yeah. And that that's where it gets tricky because it's like, damn, you're on that team. and Because it's like – Because it was bad then. Let's put it like this. Yeah. Let's say if Draymond Green did but just use a player because – Draymond Green, Draymond Green. Right. Let's say Draymond Green already did what he did, lead the league and takes, constantly getting two take games, getting thrown out of games, and then you throw on top. We haven't seen Draymond Green today, but somebody just tweeted out Dennis Rod, just seen Dennis Rodman going into the such and such arena for WWE tonight. Right. Oh my bad, Draymond, Draymond Green. Draymond Green going into the for WWE tonight, right? And then you come back. And you add that, I think Draymond Green is traded immediately. Yeah, depending on who the player is, right? I'm like I said, I I'm not saying like I said, I'm just using Draymond Green yeah. because he he does annually lead the league in takes objections. Never really flagrant fouls, but he get enough flagrant fouls to us a problem. 2016 playoffs, um, and like I said, you add that social media getting caught doing this dumb shit on social media, even the Vegas thing where you got permission. Now your coach has to answer, why would you give this player permission in the middle of the season? Right. The Vegas thing, I don't think he would have got in trouble for, but it would have been. The questions are going to. questions are have you already like, all right, you on 10, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Especially because he went answering questions if you watch the documentary once right. he came back. He, and you he didn't answer like no say, questions. And add that on top of, you're going to do that in the middle of the finals. So yeah, I don't think I don't think Dennis Rodman would survive because I don't think teams would give him a chance to survive. Yeah, I think they would uh, they would grow tired of him quick. The only way he would remain there is Jordan would have to be like, don't get rid of him, like how he did with the Pippen trade. I th- I think stuff would go crazy if that happened. But it, it was cool to see <laughs> came the the character that Dennis was, and I mean you. What I gained from him, besides the character, because I already knew the character. I already knew Carmen Electra. I didn't know the Vegas stuff, obviously, because I was like eight at the time. So I didn't know all that. But I did know Carmen Electra. We know the character that he was. He's a man that, excuse me, he's a man that married himself. Like So any of these stories, I ain't surprised about him. But I, you didn't realize how much Jordan like trusted him. That's what I learned through this. Jordan trusted him. Him and Phil clearly had him cool relationship and I don't think him and Pippen had any kind of relationship. They just, you know, they was on the team together. Uh, he did try to, he flagrantly hurt Pippen. So, you know, Pippen was like, I can work with him, but I ain't messing with him type of thing. You know, Pippen was always a hold up in the, the sign of Robin. Yeah. So, um, but you, you got to see the trust that Jordan had in him and how he held that team together um, in some of those seasons and just what he contributed to the team. Um, he was definitely like he was the Horace Grant that they needed. Um, once he he definitely filled in for the role that Horace had before. So it's always that that four for him because Horace is un, he's underrated the way he brought to the team for that for that squad. So it was cool seeing some of the Dennis stuff. Right. Um, I like the the Steve Kerr story. Yeah, Steve that Kerr was, was cool. Because, um, like I said, I've always known, you know, Steve Kerr about his father then. Because I remember him telling, you know, him telling the story about being in college and 
you know, college kids can be a little over excessive. You know, they brought that up. You know, they were chanting dead dad or something to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always known about Steve Kerr dad being dad being dead like that, but I didn't know that's what happened. Right. Yeah, yeah, that was a crazy dive into that story. I didn't know that, and uh, and uh, it was it was, he took that and shoot, that's how he locked into the gym and made it his right. way to the NBA for real, yeah, right? But eight championships later, right? Because uh, <laughs> he won those three straight, and then he won the next one. He was on the Spurs team to win, and he got one more with the Spurs, right. and then he got his three with the Warriors. So uh, Kerr always he was around championship pedigree. From the start, and it was cool to see. Uh, I didn't realize that he was on kind of in the gap with John Paxson. I thought they, yeah, it, it made sense once I saw it, but I didn't know it was that way that they played together. Yeah. So it was, it was cool and it was funny though because we always really looked at Kerr as like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you just John Paxson, Paxson. like how Dennis Rodman, this Horace Grant, right. you John Paxson. Right. So it's funny to see the John Paxson lyrics like, this is how you're gonna be me <laughs> on the roster. This is how you're gonna get Jordan to trust you. And like that's literally where it happened. So it, it was cool. And it, shout out to John Paxson for that too. To know that, like, yeah, I'm done. I thought it was cool that he started off saying, I always knew I was, I figured out real quick, I'm a role player. And I mean, players that knew that, like, I'm a game during trust and I'm going to get paid. And he hit one of the biggest shots also in NBA history. He doesn't get talked about because it was on George's team, but that, that shot won the championship. I mean, closed out the championship or whatever. So it didn't. It won it, but it didn't win it. So it was cool to see that uh, Paxson did, you know, show love and gave the game to Steve Kerr because he clearly saw himself in Kerr. As I think Paxson was a better overall player because Paxson had some game. Honestly, he was a solid point guard for the time. Solid. I ain't saying he was somebody no, like no, somebody no, 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 like, no, no, like, no, no, I ain't saying he like Mark Price. Nice. No, Mark no, Price was an all star, but Paxson wasn't a liability. Of Mark you know, Price, he was pretty good. Paxson was solid. The segue to run Harper. I didn't realize Jordan and Harper were like were friends like that, honestly. Like they seem to be yeah. even if it's just for social reasons, like we both like to gamble, we both ball head. Yeah, <laughs> like, right type of thing. They both was they but both they were like, they were pretty tight though. Yeah, Jordan, yeah, I, I did get that out of that. You know, that Jordan and Harper had a solid relationship. It's not like Jordan had a solid relationship with, with everybody while they was there, honestly. Um even him and BJ Armstrong to right. play when BJ gone. Now you got to go at him, type of thing. Right. So that that was a good thing to see too. Some of the characters and some of the all time great role players that played with Jordan, just good players too. Because there are some good players in there that that played with them, and you get to see their their impact with Jordan and them. <laughs> it was cool. Uh, just getting to the end of the documentary. Um, they started off with his kids. Did you see that part? Yeah. And they were talking about how they mom didn't want them in Utah. They got to let you know. Utah is crazy. Like, it, it's always been that way. The Amish, too. Mom, the Amish mom, racism. Right. right. And it, she, she said that Utah was a bit too hostile. But I always overlooked on that last game. Um, oh, we got the food poison game. Now that people know. And I call it the hangover game. Well, I, I wasn't even gonna get it. I was gonna get into the to the finals, the, the last game, the last shot. He had forty five of the eighty seven points that they had in that game, and it really was out of because people just look at at Jordan. We're getting 
misconstrued with the game with any player. A lot of you just you know, without the context is all. He just shot a lot. Oh yeah, he just shot a lot. So, but in that game, that's what they had to do. Like Pippen literally couldn't run up the court for real. Nobody else out there is scores. The only other person shooting, I mean, Dennis Rodman doesn't shoot. He averages nine points per game. Luke Longley was Zaza Pachulia. He doesn't, you know, he takes his shot, but he's not a shooter. The only person that probably was taking shots other than Jordan, even Ryan Harper. Ryan Harper, you know, he he wasn't a slasher. A, he's a slasher, but he was slashing the pass. He wasn't even really trying to score. He was a good defender, and then he was a big guard. The sec, I, I, I'm pretty sure Steve Kerr probably took the second most shots for them in that game. Probably not the second most, but yeah. he was pretty high up there. But he's really taking shots out of necessity because Pip is not shooting. So I got to shoot to keep us in the game right. and to get half four. I think he started the fourth quarter with 29. And you to finish with 45 and then that, that last Literally 40 won seconds. The game for him. Right, the last 40 seconds of getting the steal, being smart enough to know, like, they, they've they been killing us on this play. Carl is killing us in particular. I know the ball going to Carl. You're looking at Carl and you notice that he he doesn't see that you didn't clear out. You make the steal. And then it's – I thought it was so cool to hear Phil. I, I love Phil's uh, philosophy as a coach. He doesn't call early timeouts because – we worked on this. Get it together. All right. You're going to figure it out. I'm not going to bail you out with a timeout. Steve Kerr tries to do that sometimes, but he's not as – he doesn't do it like Phil does it. Like, he'll call a timeout quick um, here or there. But Phil, he won't call that timeout. That's what we practice for. So, the first thought that people do have is call the timeout. Because if you notice, once they got still, Dennis Robin called it. He tried to call a timeout, but again, referee wasn't paying attention to Dennis Robin. And then he looked at Phil and saw that Jordan was going down court. I thought they were going to actually talk about it, but they didn't. But Phil says, don't call a timeout because, yeah, we get to set up a play, but they get to set up their defense. If we can get in. What's going on? It's John W. And it's Fresh X. And we are the international professional podcasters, the Hoopers. What's going on, players? So we've been at this podcast thing for a minute now, and I'm pretty sure y'all wondering, man, I don't know if I could be a podcaster, how much would it cost? But using the Anchor app is absolutely free. It's free and it's easy to do. You can record from your phone. You can record on your computer, even on your iPad or whatever you use. So it's super simple. Now you've got it set up. You know that you can do it. You're thinking, man, now how do I get listeners? How do I put it out there? Anchor also provides that for you, considering that they put you on different platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can't be international if people don't hear you. And they also set it up for you where you can make money off of your listeners, but no no minimum listenership. So all you got to do, go to anchor.fm, download the app, and everything you need is right here. So it's us once again, the international professional podcaster, John W. And Fresh X. We are the Hoopers. Peace out, players. So if you can get into something and get a good look, good shot, while their defense isn't completely set, and why, you know, that's the best play to make, especially with a veteran team and veteran players, championship team, they know what to do. And then, honestly, he got the ball on court pretty quick. So even if it did look kind of bad, you could have kind of called a timeout at like 10 seconds, and then you still got a full 10 to do something. So um, it was cool to see, to hear uh, Phil's perspective on that. But just the way Jordan was locked in, and I was completely wrong, 
Steve Crash didn't do nothing this game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tony shot Tony Kukoc. He took the second most shots for the uh, the Bulls. He took uh, he was seven for fourteen um, in the game. But Jordan just was completely locked in, and it was a tough game because Utah was was tough. Like you should, if you haven't seen the game, you should go back and watch it. And clearly, we were younger at the time, but I can't remember completely watching too many Michael Jordan games. But I can remember that game. I can specifically remember my dad watching the uh, the game, and it's all in the picture. Like six point six seconds on the clock, Jordan raised up to shoot the shot. You, you, I know everybody's seen the picture of the crowd, and everybody's face is just like it's over. <laughs> like you knew it, and it touches nothing. And then he addressed a little because everybody tried to say the little push off, like it wasn't no push off or whatever. Um, if you actually listen, he know he touches them. But no, he actually never pushed. Yeah, because you know people play it that way. He he, his hand is definitely on him. But he, like you said, with his momentum, he crossed back so hard he was going that way. Right, got bro. That's how bad it is. You know what? I didn't. Uh, it was cool to hear him to Jordan talk about the the thing with Byron Russell. Russell. Yeah, I I never heard that before. He said if you didn't hear, he was like uh, he was retired and he went to see uh, uh, Utah was playing the Bulls. I think it was a preseason, he said. I don't remember, but they were playing the Bulls. Yeah. He was over there talking to John Stockton and Carl Malone, dream teamer, so they had a good relationship. Um, and then Byron Russell come up to Jordan and say, man, you retired because you know I can guard you. Why are you retired? He said, you know I can guard you. So Jordan put him on his list. He wouldn't even play basketball and he put him on his list. <laughs> what kind of shit is that? Right. Whatever. So shout out to Carl Malone. Uh, they showed him after they did they lost the second win. He on the bus, showing them love, right. um, giving them congrats. That's what's up because I would not have gone on their bus. I would have told him what's up in the locker room, and then that's it. Maybe he didn't catch him in the locker room, so maybe that's why. Right. But yeah, no, nah, I want to get on the, the bus just to go tell okay. him. That, you know. But, but I guess you know that's probably your last time. You probably never wasn't gonna get a chance to do that again in person in that situation for that moment. Right. So I understand it, but yeah, I wouldn't have been like... I'm, no, I'm not. I get it. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to get on that bus. Yeah, yeah, nah, ain't no problem at all. Because you know Jordan is sitting at the back of the bus, yeah. so you got to walk He, he probably right. didn't see because they, they won the final, so I was celebrating. It's probably yeah. harder to... <coughs> excuse me, Sam. But that last sequence, probably the greatest sequence in basketball history, the last 40 seconds. Like, to... You see... The IQ, the defensive ability, the IQ on offense and defense, and then, like, the shot didn't touch nothing. <laughs> Just yeah. straight net. But it's smart to know, like, this is Utah's play. And he didn't foul him at all. Not even in the Carl Malone foul where the ball is part of the hand foul. You know, that's Carl Malone's thing. You can slap your hand. His hand part of the ball. He didn't even hit his hand. He cleanly got the ball from him. But to know, like, they're going to run this play because they literally had just ran it. And that's how John started to hit the three to put them up. And then if you see Jordan come down, he made a quick bucket to know, boom. And then he made a quick bucket. They probably talked about that in the timeout. Obviously, it was get a quick shot. But he goes straight to the basket, which is also why Byron Russell played Jordan so hard. Oh, right, right. Because he had just pause. Because he had just beat him <laughs> to the basket. <laughs> But so, but then you go down on defense. Carl got the ball, and you had to think real quick because it happens so quick. But when you hear him in his mind, it's like he doesn't notice I didn't clear out. I'm looking at him hold the ball down there, not securely. 
like it all happened quick, but he right. talked about it like he had a couple seconds to like think about this, but it didn't. So then you clearly get the steal, you pick it up, and then you let everybody, you know, everybody spreads out, they go into their place, you look at the clock. And then the only thing he did that you could say wrong was he left time on the clock. I mean, he left him six seconds. And Utah got a solid shot. Like luckily, right. luckily they didn't make the shot. But that's the only thing that you could say that he did wrong was leave so much time on the clock. Um, I'm guessing especially because you're losing, guessing, so you want to get the rebound. But I'm he guessing you think I'm guessing you're thinking though, at the end of the day, you know, because I'm guessing he's not thinking about missing the shot. Right. Yeah. If you um, you make the shot, they have to take the ball out. They have to still push the ball up court. So even though it's a good shot, it's a good rush shot. So if they hit that, yeah. they hit that shot, it's like fuck it. What right. can you do? Right. And you're not thinking about missing, but thinking about basketball situations, you do want to give yourself a chance to get the ball because the game isn't tied. Because I believe, it, right, I yeah. believe if the game's tied, then he takes it with nothing on the clock. But since the game's not tied, it's like all right, let me give us an opportunity to get the ball. Because you can't with no rhyme and get a rebound. Exactly. Or even if he doesn't, and let's say they get the rebound, you can foul them, and then you foul them in this five seconds on the clock. We still got a timeout. So you still get the ball, and now they were only down one. They gonna shoot two free throws. Now we're only down three. So you gotta take a three instead of the two that he took. But you know, basketball situation, you still there because he made the shot. It was six point six on the clock, six point one, something like that. Even if he missed it, what's your scenario? It would have been four seconds on the clock, three, four seconds. Today, you they the coach telling you to foul today in basketball on that after that jar shot, even on the jar shot. Players fouling right automatically. There's just no defense. I don't think. Play. I don't think on the joint shot they fouling because they down one. So if he's shooting free throws, then it, it depends on if you are over the limit. Nowadays, if you're not over the limit, he's not shooting free throws. Oh, they would have fouled him. He would have fouled him. And then now it's three seconds on the clock, and now somebody gonna call a timeout because since the ball stopped, their defense gonna set. They they would have tried to foul him, and then nowadays on the other side, once Jordan make it. Some people with I'm still even though I get it I'm playing defense I, yeah I get I'm it I get it but I, I just don't believe in playing the foul game um, I don't I don't even know why I ain't even got a real reason to do it I just went and do it I I would rather take my chance of trying to get the steal and win I don't so know. we I mean we up one I'm playing just play defense right yeah so I wouldn't even want to play because I don't even want you contesting the shot hard honestly right and then the foul game is usually I guess is when you up too. Because if you foul him down one, if you shoot free throws, I'm not foul. I don't want you to tie the game either. No, 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 I'm saying you know when usually somebody if they need a three to win. Oh no, yeah, you know what I mean they'll foul you, or if they have three, whatever. That that's that's why they do it. But I, I I'm not a. I wouldn't do that. Let's right, play. Right. Let's play defense. Let's go home. If you, if you hit America shot, you deserve it. So I ain't gonna bail out with defense. And it, it, it doesn't I mean it don't work all the time. These are everybody would do it, right? Right. So. But yeah, if that was today, they definitely would, would have tried to. As soon as he started going in on Byron Russell, he was a grab. <laughs> he was a grab. Uh-uh. Right, he not even he not even nope. playing to the basket nope. no more. I ain't uh uh-uh. uh. When you playing this game, right? So you really slick. Got to get a shot up quick because they are gonna try to foul you. But if Jordan grew up in that era, he would know that. I think he mm. would get, he would still get a quick shot up. Yeah. So. I'm glad they didn't talk about the Wizards, but I thought they were going to talk about the Wizards just to it's, close it out. Just a, yeah. I just want to hear it real. I just want to hear it real quick. Like, and then he came back with the Wizards. What you think about that? But yeah, you kind of figured they just throw that in there, just add some because it happened type of thing. Right. So it's just like you know, 
After, you know, they show him last time, he's focusing on looking out the window like he just defeated the Avengers or something. Right. Like, like then you, yeah, then you go into, you know, such and such years later, Jordan come back. Yeah, just as an end come back, clip. Come back mm-hmm. one more time with the Wizards. Show the All-Star, show him hitting the shot in the All-Star game, I guess. Yeah, because yeah. it didn't even say nothing. Like, you could show his, especially since, you, since they went away. <laughs> right, especially since they bridged his whole career, you might as well do it. But they just showed it with Jordan retired. Uh, Phil left. Dennis Rodman was released. Pippen got traded. In credits, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> which goes to show how much Jerry Krause did like Tony Kukoc because he was the only one that stayed. He was, yeah. Kukoc was there until he went to Philly. He until he went to Philly. I don't remember him on those '76 teams. It's never. But I, he wasn't what I hoped he was going to be for Irish. I mean, he was older at that time too. So, man, all in all. Last Dance was dope. All sports documentaries and docs periods where even got me into any kind of film. I love any kind of docs. So this was good. This was really, really good. Um, it makes me wonder what's going to be done next. So apparently, I don't want them to do it now because it's way too soon. But Kobe had a camera crew following him his last season. So, you know, that's especially with his passing R.P. Kobe. That's going to come into play at some point. I've heard that the Warriors did not have a camera because, you know, you could choose to do this. Uh, most, most teams do it anyway, and we see what happens, especially with these historic teams. Um, like that, you, you, you got to give them permission to have full unlimited access. Right. You know what I mean? So definitely the next thing down the line, which probably going to be a Kobe movie, it's probably just a matter of how long uh, the pause or when it's going to be. But this was good, you know, good to watch. Right, so. that's what, I, who would what? Who would you want to see? If you had Doctor J, Doctor J, say it doesn't have to be a whole. <laughs> ten, name somebody, <laughs> any type of Doctor J content. It doesn't but have to be a whole ten parts. Just what would have been cool is uh, especially with what happened if they had the whole thing. Uh, I, I would honestly say the, the LeBron year overcoming the seventy two and. Uh, Seventy-three and nine Warriors. I would, I would love to, uh, like, see LeBron water down three-one um, with unlimited access footage. Some, some that you probably didn't see. I would, I would like to see that of LeBron because that, that's his story. First team to come from down three-one to win the championship. That's re- that really was a big feat, and how they did it. Him going out, him and Kyrie both getting forty-one, and then him getting what he did the next game and. Then you get the block and the shot, you know that that'd be cool. Uh, um, the Warriors would have been cool if they would have won, so theirs don't matter. Um, trying to think of a more recent one. Uh, other than that, I don't know. Uh, I'm no way he said he's working on a redeem team. The re- yeah, I, I am looking forward to that one because I. The redeem team that was a big deal if you really think about it back then because the the world war the first time at the end of the day it was a fluke. Larry Brown was not a good coach for that team. He didn't even try to put the players together correctly. He just was. That was that time when Larry Brown's he was the the uh, the poster boy for good basketball and the Pistons had just won, so it was his way or no way. But that's the only thing Larry Brown ever won. He won a college championship too, I know, but whatever. He he was he was getting way more. He's a great coach. He's getting way more love and respect than, than maybe that he should have been getting. I don't know. So 
that championship was a fluke. But the world was catching up, and that that one did prove that. But it was legitimately like had a few. I, I mean, I always knew we would win. I never doubted it. Yeah, I mean, I even thought Iverson they would win. Like at some point, I thought they was gonna get it together and just win. I never had any doubt that team was gonna win, but people did think like, "Oh, what's gonna happen?" Because you know you did have the Gasol brothers out there. Argentina was good, and all these teams were getting better. But that team, I do feel like, was the best team since the Dream Team because that 2000 team was nice, like Jason Kidd, Tim Duncan, KG, Vince Carter. I know the names. You got the '96 team with Shaq, Grant Hill. They nice, but I'm sorry, Kobe, Jason Kidd, Melo. Uh, Wade, Brian, <laughs> that, that team was crazy. Chris Bosh. Chris, Chris that wasn't even what's crazy. Is that wasn't even the, remember the original team when it was Amari, Joe Johnson, LeBron, Wade, Kobe. Uh, China Michael Red was on that team. Shoot, shot lights out. And he, he, they, so necessary for that team. For the, he was on the Redeem team. Yeah. I don't think he was on the original team. But, uh, the Virginia team was really good, and I think the, the main thing with the Dream Team, because the 96 team was obviously good, and the 2000 team was good, too. But what was best about the Dream Team was just that they all kind of really flawlessly fit together because they were – I mean, all these people are kind of – because they're all in the kind of same class or whatever. So, But the chemistry just was different, and I feel like the same thing was with the Redeem Team because with the Dream Team, it was the – Cold, the Magic versus Jordan thing, but at the end of the day, they did really like each other and play well together. The the Redeem team did have kind of the Kobe LeBron thing, but LeBron really did want to play up on the Kobe. Like they did really look up to Kobe. And then you got Jason Kidd as an elder statesman, young Chris Paul. Like I so said, you got Michael Red on their team. So I just feel like that chemistry was crazy. So I, I, I would say that they're the second best team. But I kind of think the London 2012 team probably is better than them. They're, I just said that chemistry was better. The 2012 team got KD. That team was crazy. KD, Melo's coming out of the bench. Yeah, I like that team. But then team was nice, though. So that doc should happen. I don't think Wade should make it happen. So hop in there somewhere, Jalen Rose, and get Dwayne Wade out of there. <laughs> <laughs> you, went, you went to school for this, Jalen. Help, help Dwayne Wade out. Um, of course, I want to see the Lakers 3 P. Mm, that would have been nice. Um, I want to see Kobe too, like especially that yeah. that, that Boston series, right. the one the one they won. Right. I would love to see that one. Um, and the Derek, difficult part is everybody don't be giving people full access because you never right, know. Absolutely, you yeah. never know what's gonna happen with these seasons. For we like Kobe knew that was his last season. Jordan them knew that that was their last year. Right. So um, I would like to see Dirk just the 2011, the 11 team, right? Yeah, Woo. I saw Sean Marion talk about them the other day and how. You know, they was begging him, not begging him, but they was telling him, like, get your ass to Dallas, basically. And, like, they was they were really in trying to kind of, like, we're going to win the finals this year. And like, what's crazy is, I don't think people remember, Karan Butler didn't even play in the playoffs that year. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole 20-point score you were mm-hmm. missing. Mm-hmm. Um, All-star. All-star, right. Um, yeah, he was their second All-star. Who else? Um, Derrick Rose MVP season. That would be cool. Iverson MVP season. That would be, be a great one, obviously, for me, for personal reasons. But that was a good year period because Philly, number one, number one seed in the East, coach, coach of the year, MVP, six man of the year. Philadelphia was rocking that year. The Eagles were good. I think only the Phillies weren't good. Yeah. But. I was. I, I know they didn't win a championship at the, end of the year, at the end of the day, 
But I just for the season that they had, our that 2015-16 Warriors, Steph still had, you know, Steph yeah, making the three points. Steph with the 400 threes in the season. 402. Like I said, unanimous MVP. Um, Tremont Green, defense player of the year that year. Mm-hmm. 73 wins. 73 wins. Like, I would love to see that season. As Coach, of year. Coach of the year. When did they start? 23 and 0? Like 24 and 0. So, 24, yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, yeah, no, I, I can't really think of anybody else, honestly. Yeah. I guess you know it just because of the time period and them being the it team, the Lakers, Showtime Lakers in the 80s. Yeah, I was Showtime. just like, just to see them in like LA at the time. Like, I know Maddie Johnson, probably the biggest superstar. Yeah, because it's really not nothing about the Showtime Lakers. From, not that I know of, not nothing in particular. Like, the, the Bad Boy Pistons have their Bad Boy documentary. The Bulls got this now. Um, so. Yeah, that'd be a good one. So some cheap. something with magic, uh, like get to see how you know stuff with about him and make Isaac. your case for the second best player of all time, man. Tell them they need to drop it. <laughs> Not definitely that. Um, other than that, yeah, I can't think of anybody else. I guess if somebody could actually find video of the Wilt one hundred point game, right, right, the game I seen something crazy the other day. I think so. The quadruple double is. Four with ten. I think I seen some Wilt had like a quintuple double. Yeah, yeah, I've heard. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> like, like I would love. It sounds see, Wiltish. I would love just to see film of Wilt. Like, how the hell do you do this shit? I see some funny that came out of the last dance about field. It was like how y'all ain't got Wilt Chamberlain <laughs> point game on on, on uh, Doc, but y'all got Phil Jackson winning two championships. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nah, that's real though, because I had never. Ever seen any highlights of Phil before this? I knew he played for the Knicks. I had never seen seen, like pictures of him. Like I didn't even know he played. Like I I thought he was just on the team. But Phil was—he was a role player on the Knicks. He played. It's like that's why Phil think everybody a role player. He was a role player. (laughs) But um, you got (laughs) hey yo after that. Nah, that's it, man. Yeah. Last dance was was great. Like I said, hopefully we get more like stuff like this as more stuff happens as we get away from some stuff. So Kobe's doc is next for sure. Well, the Redeem team may be next, and then we'll see with Kobe's. Hold off on Kobe's. Wait, wait till Kobe even retired ten years before we drop the Kobe. Right. I mean, because this is twenty years, right? Over twenty. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah over give, twenty. Give, give so at least get Kobe ten, like I, at least five. You know I, mean? I, I get the Kobe's back. coming out a little sooner since he, he passed away, but give us some time to back. I don't want I don't want them to drop the Kobe next year. I don't nah, want to see that. That's gross. Yeah, so that would definitely be a rest job. Yeah, but other than that, keep you know keep liking stuff on the Instagram, the underscore Hoopers IG. Follow us on the Twitter. I don't know why I call it on the Twitter on here, but that's what it is to me on here. Follow us on the Twitter right. at Hoopers Pod. Um. Yeah. Uh, other than that, follow me on Twitter, Worldwide Fresh W O R L Y Fresh, because we're international professional podcasters, so that's worldwide. That we all once again shout out to all our international listeners. Shout out to the international listeners. Shout out to the to the home listeners too. Right. Shout out, listeners, right shout out to y'all. Yeah. Shout out to once again. I don't know how this happened. Shout out to all the females that listen. 
<laughs> that's, that's who's clearly listening to us for whatever reason. Right, got a lot of female hoopers out there. Right, shout out to yeah, shout out to female, shout out to Dinah Apparently, her and Michael Jordan has the same basketball resume. Pretty much, she's a female goat, even though she greatest. she's a female mama. She's the greatest female basketball player ever, 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 ever. ever. John W. Fresh X. We are the hoopers. <laughs>